Welcome to our first episode of From Concept to Company with your hosts, Ashley and Autumn. On this show, we dive in deep with current and aspiring entrepreneurs to learn about their pain points, things they wish they knew before they started, and their successes to date. This week, we are excited to bring Delisa Hawking, founder and CEO of Spirit and Spark. from Concept to Company, and we're so excited to have the honor of sitting across the podcast room from Delisa. Delisa, tell us a little bit about who you are and the company that you started. That is a loaded question. (laughs) Uh, So I started Spirit and Spark, and we've been in business for about two years. And before that, I've owned other companies, but Spirit and Spark is a boutique spiritual center located in Las Vegas, but we also do a lot of classes and videos, and we're just always doing something, (laughs) but in the spiritual space. Okay. Okay, beautiful. Tell me a little bit about what it was like starting your business. How How did you research the steps that you needed to take? Did you have a mentor? Did you hire an expert? Did you rely on Google? You know, I wish that I didn't have to do it all like trial by fire. (laughs) Unfortunately, uh, I did a lot of it by learning along the way and then making a different decision the next time. So I've owned other companies before Spirit and Spark, and the one I owned right before was called Love Frog Kisser, and it was a dating consulting, helping people find love, matchmaking. I had singles events in different states. And I learned a lot by owning that company. So then when the opportunity to start Spirit and Spark opened up uh, through a whole other set of circumstances and story, uh, I had taken everything I'd learned from Love Frog Kisser and, and really hit the ground running with Spirit and Spark. So the lessons weren't wasted. It's just like you'd kind of wish you hadn't gone through everything you went through that was so painful, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it worked out. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a little bit of the backstory in a, in a weird way for a lot of entrepreneurs. They start multiple businesses and then they just find this true passion purpose project and you look back and you're like, wow, that's why the universe had me have all of these experiences before it's to lead me to what I'm doing right now in this day. Yeah, I feel like the universe never wastes a thought or a person that they put you in front of or a circumstance. I think everything is the way it's supposed to be. To me, I look at life like um, like an orchestra and they're playing all their instruments and sometimes there's highs and sometimes there's lows and it's like, what part of the song are you in, you know? Um, But I think everything is orchestrated on your behalf. Yeah. That's a beautiful way to describe that. Thanks. Um, so for our viewers, a little backstory on from concept to company and how we got started. Um, I started a marketing agency five years ago and I watched countless entrepreneurs miss really vital steps. I watched um, small family mom and pop shop restaurants um, or a restaurant specifically who got a cease and desist letter from not doing their trademark name research and they lost over $200,000 from that and people m- 
witnessing the steps in regards to taxes and, and getting taken advantage of. Autumn and I were at a, a pitch contest um, a couple of weeks ago, and they had shared that um, one of the companies had spent $250,000 on a website, and it was a year ago, and it still wasn't working. And so we just watched so many entrepreneurs. I know, absurd, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it for 500 bucks or yeah, whatever. Right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> they, they miss steps or they, they are uneducated on certain things. And so what we're really trying to do on this podcast is we want to talk to entrepreneurs and um, have them share their story, have you share your story, and um, inspire other you know, women at home that are wanting to start their business, but they just haven't taken that leap yet. And um, we're going to talk through the hardships of, of starting a business and the excitement of starting a business and things that you wish that entrepreneurs knew before they started or things that you wish you knew before you started. And there's so many. I was actually talking. I'm I'm sitting, you guys can't see here through the podcast unless you're watching our Facebook Live right now, but I have a cupcake in front of me. There's a story behind this cupcake. It's from a Senza Gluten-Free Bakery. And I walked in there today and I was like, I need 10 cupcakes for this podcast event. She goes, that's the last one. I go, it's okay. I'm the only one that's gluten-free that's coming today. So this is perfect. This is fine. And, and um, I, I had mentioned that we will in the future be looking for, for um, sponsors and all that fun stuff. And she shared with me that one thing that she wished that she knew before starting her business was how many people would cold call her. <laughs> and try to pitch certain services all of the time, all day long. That's the least of my problems. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, we're trying to educate people on, on that too, how not to get taken advantage of, but more so like following the steps and um, the steps that, that we're trying to teach people about actually registering your business, don't take it into a personal bank account, all of that fun stuff. Oh, for sure. And I feel like the more money you make, the more money you have to spend. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's no joke. And so when people are preparing themselves to start a company, it's not just going to be like you get this big fat check, you know, every two weeks. It is not like that at all. And so you really have to plan for CPAs and bookkeepers and legal advice and everything else. And it's, it's an expensive endeavor to start a company, but yeah. it's worth it. And it's time consuming. Let's talk through that. <laughs> I don't have a day off. Yeah. And I, and I don't say that to brag about it. I don't think that's something that's healthy. But I legitimately work seven days a week. I have worked, you know, every, every day for the past probably three years. And it's brutal. Yeah. And I think that you have to hustle as a business owner really got to grind some of this out. There's no shortcuts. Um, but you also have to make make time for yourself. You know, what are you doing to give back to yourself? If you're running ragged, which I've been so close to burnout so many times with owning companies, uh, it's something I have in, you know, top of mind. It, it, you can't do that to yourself. You won't be good to anybody else if the owner of the company, the person that has the vision is down and out. Um, so you really have to take care of yourself. What ways do you use to give yourself self-care so that you can try to make that balance 
when possible. <laughs> right. So I love meditation. I think, you know, par for the course since I own a spiritual center. Um, I like to listen to audiobooks. I love to travel. So what I'm trying to do is now plan trips where I can actually go on a trip and not have to be tied to email or to a phone. So I'm working through those challenges. But as you know, with, with yourselves and different entrepreneurs you talk to, it's like the balancing act. You know, you ha- you don't want to necessarily have the expense of hiring someone to do your emails and your phone and, and give tasks to, but then it's like, well, how are you ever going to have a balanced life? So it's the weighing the expenses with what you really need at that stage of the company. Okay, so like learning when to delegate and when to do something on your own. Oh, absolutely. Knowing when to add people is critical. I made a huge mistake with one of my companies that I no longer have where I scaled too quickly. Mm. And I thought, oh, this idea is great. I'm going to be first to market. I'm going to go into several states and start doing this. And it w- it got too big too fast. And then it was just too much to try and handle. Mm. And then I realized I didn't actually like the company. Mm. It was too superficial for me. And I was trying to help people find love and connect. And I'd present somebody like in a matchmaking client scenario, be like, oh, this person's amazing. You're going to love them. And they'd turn to me and say, I told you I only want blonde. Oh, oh. And it was just a self-sabotaging behavior. And I couldn't put my finger on why I hated it so much (laughs) until I, you know, took a step back and realized how superficial it was and that what I actually wanted to do was help people find connections and find joy and live their authentic life. And so that ended up going into Spirit and Spark, which isn't about love and dating at all. It's about rediscovering and uncovering parts of yourself so that you can really live a happy life where you can wake up in the morning and feel like you're happy to be alive. And a lot of people don't feel that way. And so it's helping people get back to their true heart, their true self and what they want, which is what I was trying to do with Love Frog Kisser. (laughs) Uh, But like I said, it's all kind of this detour in this orchestra. So for people that are listening to this that are either business owners or struggling or they want to start a business, it's not going to be one straight line. It's going to be this curvy road. And sometimes you hit boulders in the middle of the road and you have to figure out how to get around them. And other times it's just amazing and you have a view. Okay. So just know that it's all going to be a journey, but it's all designed to get you where you ultimately need to go. You're so good at uh, describing things in such a visual way. I'm really like seeing it as you're describing it. It's wonderful. I actually went to one of her meditations. Oh my gosh, it was months ago now. And it was the first true meditation experience that I've ever had. Um, I had tried a a phone app with my friend next to me and it just wasn't a true meditation experience. And I didn't know going into it what to expect, but um, she is just... I can't even put it into words. I closed my eyes and I, I, I felt like as if I were was dreaming or truly experiencing the meditation in real life. Like it felt so real and I opened my eyes from that experience and it just completely had changed my energy of my being and it 
in a weird way gave me some answers to some questions that I had. So yeah, I so see you're finding connection to yourself, and that's where all the answers truly lie. Right. Right. That's beautiful. It's like people hire me all the time to do this, but it's all within yourself. So that's my ultimate goal is to show people that it's really within you. You don't have to pay somebody to get all the answers, although sometimes that's easier. Um, but thank you. I appreciate it. It's not me, though. I don't, I don't take credit for it. Um, I'm a fifth-generation psychic medium, and I'm a clairvoyant, a clairaudient, and clairsentient. So it means I see symbols and visions, which is why I can paint the pictures. So as I'm talking to you both here, I can actually see things as I'm saying them. It's just the way that I'm wired. And then I'll hear words and phrases, and I will get confirmations in my physical body. And this was not what I thought I was going to do. I think that's an important note for people listening. Life will surprise you. You know, I worked in hospitality for a long time. I was an executive at the Cosmopolitan. I'd had these companies. I was living in Texas, working at a business school, minding my own business. (laughs) And overnight, there was something that happened with somebody had passed away that I didn't know. And they ended up coming to me while I was sleeping and giving me a message that they wanted me to pass along um, to a family member. Woke up the next morning, delivered the message, and then go. And then I went, what the? <laughs> you know, what just happened to me? Uh, so that's how Spirit and Spark all started. It was a gift from the universe to be like, Delisa, this is what we want you to do. Wow. You have all the tools you need. You've been through a lot of different companies, and you've run different companies this is what we actually really wanted you to do. And now as I look back on it, they took me through all of these different things and trials and tribulations so that I could get to where I was going. Because had I not gone through everything that I had been through, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. And I know that for sure. But as a business owner, it can feel like isolating and rocky and Um, I remember having dark nights of the souls when I owned other companies where I would sit up in bed at night and go, what am I doing? Is this worth it? And I would cry and cry and I, and I couldn't articulate it at the time, but it was because I felt like I was on an island. You know, I had the vision. I knew what I wanted to do, but I couldn't get things to connect the way that I wanted to. And now looking back, it's because that's not the company I was supposed to be running. So I think there's also magic and understanding when it's not the right company to keep going forward with, you know, or to pivot or change direction. Um, there's, there's magical timing and knowing when to stop and knowing when to keep going. And that's unique to each individual and each company. It's just powerful, so we're quiet. <laughs> yeah, it's extremely powerful. Yeah, I wanted just that to sink in for yeah. everybody for a second. Yeah, it's it's I I um we were at a networking event the other day and I had that epiphany not too long ago where I was like everything that has happened to me in my life has put me in the shoes that I'm standing in in front of this group of people right now and I am grateful and I because of those experiences where I feel like I wouldn't have been um, and we're able to start Action Mavens because of the trials and tribulations that have happened previously. It's really, like you said, it's really understanding that as a business owner, it's like, okay, 
things are really tough right now. Know when to stop, but also know that this could be leading to something beautiful and be willing to, to adapt. I um, I was told that multiple times when we were seeking investment for Action Mavens to record our courses. You guys are being too rigid. Um, your expectations are very high. That's a lot of money to pay for production. Um, securing funding is going to be difficult. And we didn't want to jeopardize the quality of the content that we're going to be producing. We didn't want to just record it with, you know, a, a web camera <laughs> from home. Yeah. We needed professional production. But what that allowed us to do and what that uh, feedback from mentors gave us was, okay, let's let's not change the quality, but how can we approach this differently? And what we, what we decided to do is we're going to record them in chunks. We're going to record them in the first chunk, in the plan chunk, and we're going to launch it, and then we're going to record it in the next chunk, and then we're going to launch it. And uh, that was our answer. So kind of have to listen to the mentors and the universe in a way as well. I think it's why it's so important to have quiet time. You know, if you're not taking yeah. time to be alone and reflect or meditate or journal or take a bath, uh, then it's hard to hear the signals, especially when you're running your own company and there's things flying a million miles an hour. I think something that needs to be discussed as well is how important it is to have people around you that you trust. Yeah. Because there are bad people out there and I don't say that to scare people, especially those that want to start a company. I'm just saying, trust your gut and know who's around you. I've been burned by so many people over the years that have said, I have your best interest in mind. And then you mm -hmm. find out by their actions that that was not the case. There's just a lot of ego-driven decisions in the world. And everyone wants to know what's in it for them. So just be careful who you surround yourself with. And a hard lesson I had to learn was keep your mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I get so excited about projects that I just tell everybody, and okay, I can't wait. I'm so excited. And that has failed me over and over again. So I would tell people listening, Things that you're really excited about, maybe find one or two people that you believe and can trust in. Share that with them, but really keep it to yourself until you're ready to fully launch it and, and to put it out into the world. Uh, I have just found that that's a best practice for me. We've seen it a lot, actually. It's really sad in the space. Owning my marketing agency, people will come out and tell people about their business name before it's registered, before they have the domain or the social media. And somebody on their Facebook friends list will go out and they'll buy the domain and then they try to sell it to them or, you know, they secure the social media handles just to have them and then they can't get them. And it's just, yeah, definitely be really careful with keeping your shady yeah i know right yeah. it's sad that it's it's it comes to that because they don't know how to start their own business right so that they're just going to steal too. someone else's idea yeah. there will always be haters yes yeah. i was on the local news a couple weeks ago and we did some really amazing segments and i announced the video i put the video out and this person went online and gave me a one-star review and said, uh, she's just going to try and take your money, she's <sighs> deceitful, whatever, blah, blah, blah. 
And I, I looked the person up because she used her first and last name. I was like, what? <laughs> who, who writes this, right? And she was somebody in my same industry who just went on and did that. But I had to learn that haters are always going to be there. There's always internet trolls. Yeah, It's much easier to type things out on a keyboard uh, and they feel like, well, I'm going to show them or I'm going to say whatever. And so it's important that everyone hears that you got to keep going. And as long as you have your why, why you're running your company, why you started it, you're gonna, that's what's going to carry you through the dark days. Because I've stood in my kitchen and bawled my eyes out over early reviews that I had, um, and I just had to get over it. Because I keep telling myself, you know, hurt people hurt people. We've all heard yeah. that. And there's going to be jealousy, and there's going to be people that wish they were in your shoes. And that's their journey. If they want to be sad or angry or whatever, then let them do that. Don't let that take away from your energy because you're going to need that to get where you're going. Don't go over here and get distracted. That's what they're trying to do is distract you. So don't let them take you off of your mission. I love that. Yeah, yeah I we see it so often, and I have not vocalized it so beautifully as you have. <laughs> but my clients get very discouraged because we manage review responses for Cardi Media, and we just we see it all the time where the competition comes in, and it's very blatant that it's the competition that's writing these reviews. After you do the initial research, it's like, oh, that's the name of the founder, the owner of this company, um, and and it's communicating that to them like. Don't let this get you down. It, it does happen, unfortunately. It's it's in a really sad way, the nature of the business in a way. And um, yeah, you just have to stick through it and put your earmuffs on to those people. And It'll give you thick skin. Forward. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can take a lot after you own a business and go through everything that you have to do to, to run it. <laughs> a lot of stuff doesn't bother you anymore. <laughs> I have um, my hairstylist, I, 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 I told her, I go, I don't know how you do it. You have three kids, you're working full time. I don't think I'd ever, like, I can't physically imagine me being able to run a business full, like, she has a legitimate, like, full business as a hairstylist, and um, I just, I told her I don't know how she does it, and juggles the time, and she does, you know, she deals with all the negativity and all of the fun stuff that all business owners run through. And I'm like, how do you manage time? Do you have any um, advice for time management for people? Because I know, like, you have one of the busiest schedules of the entrepreneurs that we know. And so it's a question that I had to ask. <laughs> Luckily, I'm very methodical okay. and organized. Uh, I actually went back to a paper planner. I love those. Oh. Yeah. Um, my online calendar kept deleting itself. I'm like, I'm going to take that as a hint and, and not use that anymore. So I just got like an Amazon $15 planner and I color code it with highlighters. So I know that meetings are orange. I know that sessions with me that are not paid yet are pink. When you pay, it turns green. So I just have my little highlighters and it's it works. Yeah. God forbid I ever lose that thing, I would be <laughs> really in trouble. Um, but no, I, I like 
I like writing it down. I feel like it gets into my brain more than just putting it on a calendar. And if I write it in pen like I do, I stick with it. Because if you've got a digital one, you can just slide it over and oh, I'll mm-hmm. do that tomorrow. Mm, and yeah. so on my paper planner, I have to hold, I have to rewrite the whole thing if I'm <laughs> yeah. if I'm gonna move it. So uh, yeah, I find that that's really helped me a lot this year. Okay. Do you block out like let's say it's not an appointment or something? Do you block out time for responding to emails or making a phone call or anything like that's not normally scheduled? Do you schedule that too, or do you just stick to the scheduled stuff for the calendar for the planner? I generally just write down what has strict time. Okay. And then I know that the rest of the day I'm going to be fielding text messages and phone calls and emails. And I know from when I get up in the morning all the way until I go to bed at night, there's going to be some level of communication I'm going to have to do throughout the entire day. Um, Yeah. So it's kind of a fluid process, but we do, we get a lot of inquiries at Spirit and Spark, and so there's a lot of communication that has to happen every single day. So if I had to block it out, it'd be like, <laughs> forget it. Yeah, yeah. So it's like an all it's day. all the time. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, um, I wish it was more where I had two hours of emails, and that was it. <laughs> oh my gosh, one day. Yeah, <laughs> let, me, let me ignore emails for the rest of the day. I'll get to them oh. tomorrow. My assistant yeah. will handle the employee. <laughs> one day one day yeah we'll put it out there yes the universe will deliver perfect um you have a lot going on and I wanted to tell you that I love that I get text messages from you guys and you're doing Facebook lives all the time and you're pushing out amazing video content you're all over the news how do you do it do you have a team is this just something that you've learned over the years? Yeah, I mean, looking back at my life, like I said, everything led to where I'm at today. I did theater growing up. I did improv classes, you know. Um, I've been on reality TV shows that had nothing to do with what I'm doing right now. (laughs) So I I have the experience, which now comes in handy for things like today, uh, which I love. My degree was in public relations, you know. Um, What was the question? (laughs) (laughs) I started talking about myself and then I get lost. Oh, because I'm doing all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. um, I mean, I work, like I said, every single day. We've done more of a concentrated push toward video. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel that, for me, video is the way to go. Uh, I feel that people engage more with video. YouTube has been great for us. I started doing it more of of a concentrated effort towards YouTube about six months ago. And it just keeps growing and growing with engagement. So for, for me, that is a huge platform that I'm putting more time and energy into. Uh, and then Facebook is right behind that, if not equal to. So we get a lot of engagement on Facebook. Facebook Lives I love because they hack the algorithm. Mm-hmm. So people will see your live videos more so than the stagnant posts. Because if I go on Facebook and post the link from the YouTube video, like five people see it. Yeah. yeah. So Facebook like blocks that because yeah. they want their own content mm-hmm. to be priority. I understand that. So... Uh, but Facebook Lives, we do. We do energy clearings Thursday mornings for people that tune in. We do um, Fridays where you can tune in and ask a psychic question, and we, we answer those live. Uh, yeah, so we have a lot of fun with 
live videos. We really don't edit anything. We'll snip the front and the end so you don't see our finger hit the record button. <laughs> but that's it. Yeah. So we just flow with it. And I think that's why people like our videos mm. because they feel authentic. Because they are. We're just going off the cuff. So a piece of advice I'd give to your listeners would be be authentic. Be you. You don't have to spend a lot of money as you're getting started with your videos. Start a YouTube channel if you don't already have one. And pick a specialty area. Do not go broad and try to please everybody. I think the more specific you can get with what your area of expertise is, the better you'll actually perform on a platform like YouTube. So stick with what you know and specialize in that. Um, but video, I feel, is the way to go. It really is. The, yeah, the power agree. of feeling connected to the viewer, there's a lot of psychology behind it, like just being able to see you through the camera and feel your energy and feel your authenticity makes a world of difference in comparison to like writing a blog article, for example. You don't get any sort of human connection. It's great for SEO. Like, don't get me wrong. We are big advocates of of writing blocks for SEO purposes, but yeah, that human connection is is really important. They want to feel like they're engaging with you, and so with the live component, uh, if they can post a question and you can take that on the spot, I mean, that's that's gold, because now they're like, oh, they saw me, they answered a question, <laughs> and now they'll keep tuning in. Yeah. We found that with social media content, even just as a picture, if we ask a question, I have a bakery client and we'll ask them, what flavor should we come out with next? And the comments just go crazy because everybody wants to give their advice and their input and they all have their favorite thing that they you know that they have and that really boosts the algorithm. And people yeah. want to feel seen. Yeah, yeah I think too. a lot of people are missing that in their life. They're not feeling seen by other people. They're feeling isolated and... Like, um, no one's paying attention to them, so. Right. I was just going to say they want to be heard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they want to be heard. They want to be seen. Open-ended questions on posts with an image. We see a lot of engagement with those posts. We'll do it where we have six tarot or oracle cards face down, and we say, pick a card, comment, and then they'll pick which one they feel drawn to, and then the next day we'll do the reveal. Oh, fun. And people love it. Yes. Yeah. Because they, f they can contribute, they get to pick their number, <laughs> and then the next day they get the mini reading that goes along with it. So we have a lot of fun, but yeah, the pictures with a question by far has the most engagement, you know, taking the lives out of the picture. Perfect. So I have two last questions for you. One final thing, if you have anything left that you would want to leave our listeners with. Ooh, one final thing. Well, of course, spiritandspark.com. Yes. <laughs> Everyone has to go, to go there. It's all spelled out, spiritandspark.com. Um, but we do have a guide on there that's 10 ways to uh, boost and manifest what you want out of life. So that's just a free guide that we have on there. Um, I often tell people that one of my favorite meditations is from a company called Sacred Acoustics. I don't have anything to do with them. But they were actually um, a part of my story of how the woman came to me the night that my life changed that had passed away and I delivered the message to her loved one. I had just been working with this company, Sacred Acoustics, at a retreat in New York when this all happened. So they've got a little soft spot in my heart. Yeah. Um, but they produce these amazing meditations 
And their website is sacredacoustics.com. And if you punch in your email address, they'll give you a 20-minute free one that you listen to with headphones on. And it will completely, like, open up all of your doors to the universe. It's really amazing. Um, so I, I have several of their meditations that I do. Um, but that would be one. And then the Calm app okay. uh, for meditation. And they do have adult pe- bedtime stories. And Matthew McConaughey read you a bedtime story. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I think we all would. I always have to throw that in there. <laughs> How to really get people interested with Matthew McConaughey. I mean, he's a good voice to fall asleep to. Yeah, I bet. I love those commercials. I'm always like, oh. The car commercials. Yes. Yeah. They get me uh-huh. every time. I'm sure they've sold a lot of cars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so we, um, I forgot to do this in the beginning, but part of um, From Concept to Company is our theme is coffee slash tea and cupcakes, and we ask all of our speakers and ourselves, we do this, we bring in our favorite mugs, so we wanted to ask you about your story behind your mug. So because we've talked all about spirituality and how the universe has your back, uh, I thought that this mug was perfect. So um, I'm in the process of moving, and I don't have any mugs. And you send out the email and you say, please bring a mug if you have it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh boy, well, okay. Um, and so I was a guest speaker last night um, at a classroom at the International School of Hospitality. And I'm sitting there on the panel and I see this little gift bag in front of me. And I'm like, you know what? I bet that's a coffee mug. And sure enough, <laughs> I open the bag, and it's a coffee mug. Oh so this was last God. night. Wow. It really just came to you. Last night. Wow. So that, things like that, that's my reminder that the universe always has my back. And even when it feels like it's a hard no, or there's trouble, or things are not going my way, I know that it's just a detour, and I just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other. So that mug is my reminder that everything is always okay and life is always for you. Oh, Amazing. A way to end. What a wonderful answer. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having us here today. Like she mentioned, spiritandspark.com. Go follow them on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe and to their YouTube <laughs> channel so that you can follow along. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much. It's been fun. Thank you for having me on your show. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs>